you really need to talk to the folks here at Next Level. I've got to tell you, just speaking to the people here, they are fired up, they get it, they've got the right balance, and they're all increasing their income, they're increasing their production. We are dealing with uh, people that are in the trenches, dealing with this, our practitioners, had failures, had successes, learned from it, and it's about helping you, not just like get through the next month, but it's about creating legacy business for yourself. And I can tell you that um, you are mission focused, I know you're purpose focused, and, and I can tell you that every loan officer that I've communicated with um, that's been part of your platform has been a raving fan. This is the Next Level Loan Officers Podcast, a proud founding member of the Real Disrupt Podcast Collaborative. You can check out more awesome podcasts at realdisrupt.com. And now, Kenneth Travis and Sean Zalmanoff. Hello, hello, everyone. I am Sean Zalmanoff, and this is our Next Level Loan Officer Podcast, the number one podcast for loan officers. Friends, if you're interested in finding out more about Next Level, well, you've come to the right place. We have a lot of podcasts in our uh, database that you can go back, search on whatever medium you are listening on or watching on, and and find out more about us. Hey, do me a favor. Uh, if this podcast has done something beneficial for you, like it has for my man, Scott Thompson here, and do go me, give us a five-star review. Uh, go on there, say something nice about us. And, uh, and we will appreciate you for that. And you can also go to become next level lo.com and find out more about us there and become a member. I mean, it is, we, we have made this a no brainer for you. It's less than 200 bucks a month uh, to join us and be a part of our family. Speaking of our family, we are joined by Scott today. Scott Thompson, uh, CEO of PRMG. I'm just <laughs> he uh, Scott, Scott runs a, a very large branch of, of PRMG. He is a huge producer. Uh, well, you're like your top five year in year out in the company. In, in well. units, yeah, in not units. necessarily volume based on uh, being in the Midwest, but definitely in units. That's cool, man. My, my Midwest brother, like you know. We count by the units, not by um, not by the loan size. So, I feel you there, uh, Scott. You've been in the in the business for how many years now? Uh, about twenty years. Twenty years, and so friends, is, is you learn more about Scott today. Uh, there's uh, there's a couple key things that you're gonna take away from this, but you know, Scott's business changed a lot about. Oh, I don't know, seven or eight years ago. And, and then a few years ago, it changed again as he really focused more on himself and his business versus LOs and, and having a, a ton of LOs focused on, on the origination side himself. And it's just an interesting story of evolution of people seeing where they are, where they need to go. Uh, you've hired a few people, to say the least, in the last uh, few years. And, um, so Scott, man, tell us about yourself. And you, you, you kind of got a little bit of unique business in the way that, that you run things too. So uh, yeah, share with us, brother. Yeah. So I've been at about 20 years. Uh, I was a non-producing branch manager for a long time. And way back in the day, obviously it was pretty refi heavy and we were lead driven and did really, really, really well with that. You know, even after 2008, and obviously that unleashed a huge refi boom. And then a few years ago with, with margin compression and some of those other changes, I, I kind of saw a shift. I was always generating a lot of lead conversion for my loan officers that I always hoped, you know, when we made the switch a long time ago to, to purchase business, that they would use that as bait to attract quality realtors and create those relationships. 
And I kind of struggled with no one could kind of do it the way I thought it should be done or as good as I could do it. And then with margin compression, things got squeezed. Every loan officer still wanted to make more than 200 basis points and have rates that could beat the banks. And that equation just didn't work. And my wife had been telling me for years that I should just, you know, originate these myself and, you know, kind of get a support staff to do that. And I kind of resisted for a long time. And then after two short years of listening to her, I finally decided to, to listen to that advice and haven't looked back since then. Uh Financially, that's been a good decision for you, right? Yeah, absolutely. I was, you know, what I found I was doing is with a team of uh, running, you know, a lot of loan officers, a lot of them inexperienced. I try to coach up, and that was always our history. And we had a lot of experience, uh, success with that back in the day. You know, I found I was calling their clients, I was calling their realtors, and you know, if if loan officers, you know, were dropping the ball, I was basically originating a lot of the loan, but having to, you know pay them out on it and the numbers just didn't work. And so it made a lot more sense to have, instead of this scattered process with a bad experience for a lot of realtors and a lot of buyers, if I could just keep it in-house where I'm the loan officer, have a high quality support staff that it was more on a salary hourly basis, where we're all kind of one-minded working, kind of rowing the boat in the same direction, that it was a better experience, number one, for the client, things closed on time and smoothly, better for our realtor partners and just made more sense financially all the way around. So I, I want you all to stop for a minute and listen to, to what Scott said. So he's been an honor engineer manager. He's had a ton of loan officers and he's actually making more money right now and having a better life for, for himself and for his family by just by being the guy. Um, I happen to have, uh, I still have a team that, that originates I have a pretty large region. I have offices in five states and, and I'm am the, the non-originating manager side of it right now. And man, there's no right way, but, but I will tell you, my team still does 15 or 20 loans every single month. And the number one thing, I was just talking to another one of our uh, members in Next Level on a coaching call yesterday. And, you know, he's kind of in a hurry to, to be a manager and man, managers are expendable. Managers are only eat what the, the others uh, that work with them kill. And I was just like, man, once you start closing 15 or 20 loans a month, I mean, there's nothing um, unless your lifestyle is just completely out of control that, that you can't do that you want to. And the, there's there's very few uh, barriers to then really starting that recruiting process. That's what you want to do. If you close five loans a month, and you're like, "Hey, come join me. I'm amazing." I'm like, dude, why you're only closing five loans a month? If, if Scott wanted to turn on this recruiting engine now, but he's closing 30, 40 loans a month like he is, it would be substantially different right now than it ever was before. Because people are going to be like, "What is he doing? Let me get some of that." And, and so you, you've built this crazy, uh, amazing team and it's, it's been a really short time, Scott. I know when we, you know, you and I've been, uh, coaching together for a couple of years and, and the one funny story is when Scott first told me about his business and how he does all these leads, I was like, cool, we got to change that. Uh, <laughs> I realized how great he was at the lead conversion. And then, uh, you know, we, we had, it started to be like, Hey man, you, you got to hire another, I think you're, you're telling me, I think you need to hire another person. I was like, you need to hire two. And then the last time we had a conversation, I think you need to hire two. You're actually like, I'm going to hire three. Yeah, um, absolutely. So and talk about your growth, the people on your team, and really like how how you have everything structured right now. Because 
it's been killer these last few years for you, man. Yeah. So I started coaching with you guys two years ago. I went to the Orlando event a little over two years ago. And, and I know I wanted uh, more structure. I guess I wanted to know what I knew I didn't know. Uh, after listening to the podcast, I knew there's different coaching platforms. And I'd kind of listened to one that was more old school and these Monday morning calls. And you know, I knew that wasn't necessarily the best fit, you know, long term for the relationships I wanted to create. And so I knew I was good on the sales conversion side, but I you know, want to know how to scale that. And then also the back end of getting them closed. You want to go get the loan and then you want to close it. So everyone listening to this probably needs help in one of those areas. And then the one area that they're good at probably could use some polish. And so that really helped kind of show me and have the confidence when you're hiring people, you're like, oh, maybe we'll all just work a little bit harder. What if it slows down? That sort of thing. And you got to have the confidence that every person you hire is going to create more revenue one way or the other, whether it's a processor, an intake person, a, uh, a marketing person, that that's going to free you up because you're doing some of those functions and you need to find your your highest best. And so the more you can offload that 80% of BS and, and focus on your 20% that really moves the needle, that's going to grow your business. And you don't have to look what this person's going to make for the year, just hire them for the month, you know, and then hire them a second month and just keep it going because, and, and you're going to make some bad hires. And I think someone's got the quote, like if you get a bad haircut, you don't say, oh, I'm just not going to get any more haircuts. You know, you just go find someone else who can cut your hair the right way. And the same thing hiring people. I've hired people and, you know, three out of four probably work out. You know, and if you use wise hire with the disc profile, you cannot hire somebody without the disc profile. That's just a huge mistake. It's just like I purchase a lot of leads. You can't buy a lead without a CRM. You know, you just have to have a support system behind it. So we just start scaling the business and who needs the help here and how's this person and do you need to upgrade that particular person? And so just one by one, we started scaling. And, and my biggest thing for coaching is I was in a hurry. I still am in a hurry. I'm like, I've got 10 more years. I want to crush it. And so I can get in six months what it would take me two to three years to figure out myself. Most people on this call are pretty smart, you know, pretty hardworking, and you're going to figure it out. But at the end of 10 years or 20 years, how much further could you have been if you were running five miles an hour faster? You know, what, how much more distance would you cover? And that's what I wanted to accomplish that it can accelerate little key adjustments, not only in the coaching calls. And I'm a big fan. I, I talked about that in Fort Lauderdale, one-on-one -on -one coaching. You got to dial in. You know, I was kind of glazing over when I'm on the big coaching call or something like that, that hearing about, you can learn from other people, but, you know, I wanted to be all about me. What do I need to do this week to change my business? And so I just wanted to accelerate and do things faster. And you work in the same amount of hours, you might as well just get there faster and then yeah. be at a further distance and more accomplishments when you get there. You know, I think you may have understated when, when you were talking about how great you are at converting and closing. But one thing that's a, a testament to the systems that you've built, like you were, you were great at it, but then you built a system that, you know, you still do some of that work, but, but the great majority of it, you know, whether it's been through automation and companies you've hired or, all the people that work with you and on your team right now, you've been able to take that. And I always talk about like, it's like plugging a USB drive into your head and you've been able to take that and give it in a, in a very detailed way to other people that they're converting pretty much the same as you were now. Um, almost, but yeah. really almost, but they can convert more leads. So you're closing more business. So, so whatever you're losing Absolutely. in the few, that uh, that that you would have gotten on that that fence of that one percenter who you would have pushed over the edge, you're able to handle so much more business now. So, man, Scott, we're, we're summertime here uh, of 2021. 
And, you know, so if you could go back, let's go back to, you know, when you started next level. So let's say summer of 2019, man, if you could go back then and, and tell yourself, Hey man, like a year from now, summer of 2020, there's going to be a pandemic going on. Uh, I, my team is going to have like, we're going to be, have more business than we know what to do with. And, and by the way, just so everybody knows like Scott's business, well, you're like 97% purchase. I mean, it is almost all purchase. Yeah. We, we almost skipped over. We did some refis at the end of the year, but yeah, we just didn't have the capacity and didn't want to screw things up that. Yeah. We're yeah. 90 some percent purchase business. Correct. I just, I just like to clarify for people when they think, Oh man, somebody had a great year. It's like, you know, it wasn't, you know, 4 million refis, which are great, but, this is this is long term and scale. No, we're going to pass a lot of people up this year because they were fifty percent refi last year, and we're going to stay, uh, you know, true to that and keep growing the purchase bucket. So the um, so so what would you tell yourself, man? Like, as far I mean, of course it's higher more. Of course, like what w- what would you tell yourself? The investments that you need to make in yourself and your business uh, at that point that would have put you in a different position last year? Because I mean, I I know. We, everybody who did a lot of business had struggles last year. Yeah. I, I mean, s- scaling faster, but I, I think I was scaling, uh, you know, as fast as I could, or maybe just, you know, try to put a more effort into it. You know, going after the refi business, even if I had an extra two, three employees, I don't know if like company wide and, you know, appraiser wide, all the other things outside my control, if the capacity would have even been there, you know, uh, I mean, we had a 150% increase on my purchase business. So I don't know if I wanted an extra 50 refi deals. I mean, it's, it sounds silly to say that, but um, I, I think we're going to push for that in the future. And because I was a non-producing branch manager, I didn't have 10 years of personal customers to tap into. So I, I think I could have picked up more business, but it wasn't like there was a thousand closed loans that you know, I could have harvested, you know, in that regard, but going back a year or two years, you know, I think I would have uh, dove into the coaching of solo coaching one-on-one and even more often, you know, whether it's once a month or every two weeks, I think that gives me the, it's like going to the gym, you know, you could watch a video or you could have a personal trainer put you through your paces, you know, screaming in your ear, that sort of thing. Um, Not that you've been screaming at me or anything like that, but just kind of that, that one-on-one push of like, here's what you need to do, you know, where it's tailored exactly to your style of business. Cause mine maybe more for me, cause my business was completely different, you know, with lead conversion that I'm using to generate realtor referrals. And we talked about those different buckets. So that might be one option where to develop those other buckets. So I buy leads, you know, the, the Zillow's lending trees and a bunch of other companies in the world, you've got a realtor bucket that you get those referrals. You got friends and family, you've got past clients, and I don't know, maybe some people run ads or Google, you know, click ads and Facebook and stuff like that. So you shouldn't ignore any of those buckets. So I think maybe developing those other buckets um, is what I'm continuing to do that I could have pushed a little harder on. Well, and one thing that's really unique that you've done, like, I mean, you would actually rather talk to a lead than a realtor. You 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 would rather, all, you'd all rather times, yeah. you, you'd, you'd rather convert that deal than uh then go and woo an agent. And so one of the the great yeah. things that you've done is you know, like you've hired to what you don't like to do. And so, you know, you've got somebody on your team who's primarily in charge of handing out the leads to realtors and you guys discuss where they're going to go. And he really takes a lot of the relationship stuff, you know, off your yeah. plate that 
you just don't have to do. Well, I've got a sales manager that you know we work together on who we're going to sign it to, who needs a deal. So we're we're generating. I mean, we're running a hundred pre-approval appointments, over a hundred in-office pre-approval appointments a month, another twenty to thirty Zoom pre-approvals a month. So we're generating, uh, and not all those are approvable. Some need some help or issues, things like that. Yeah. So we're we're pushing a lot of pre-approvals out the door. And so it, our biggest problem is who do we give it to? You don't want to overload. I can't give three, four referrals a month to one guy or gal. I want to pass it around. And so the biggest thing is who do we find that A, can convert, but also deserves it, is going to give his business back. And so that's kind of our springboard. So he's a single guy. And, you know, when I was a single guy, I could do more happy hours and things like that. I've got four kids now. They're involved in sports and activities. And, you know, it's hard for me to, you know, stay out late during the week and, and not be home, that sort of thing. So I love, I, I run most of those pre-approvals, uh, except maybe if they're an obvious credit repair or something like that. But I try to run as many as I can. Uh, the staff can run a lot of those as well. But I love that interaction with an actual client. The majority of these are first-time homebuyers that don't have a realtor. They don't have an insurance agent. They don't know the next step, and they, they want educated. And so I love that interaction with the client. I love making these kind of dreams come true in, in, in that sense. It sounds like a cliche, but it's a lot of fun when at the closing table, people just yeah, in tears, you know. Um, and, and I do love a lot of our realtor partners. You know, I love uh, that interaction. I just can't cover all the bases. And so uh, my sales manager is awesome at that. He has those relationships. And uh, we work out together. I mean, we'll, we'll do happy hours. We'll do, you know, lunches and coffees and things like that. Our new thing now is like for coffee, it's like, come to the office. We're going to, you know, DoorDash, Starbucks. What do you want? And we don't have time to go sit somewhere for an hour. It's like, come in the office. We'll chit chat. We tell you the plan of how we can feed you, you know, an extra ten to $20,000 in GCI commission income as a realtor per year or more, depending on what you can feed us. And so the more they can feed us, the more we can give back. And so a lot of realtors just don't even understand that because they've never seen it before. <laughs> I've never been good at begging for business from realtors, you know, to go out to that coffee with a realtor that's doing six to eight buy sides and hoping I get a deal and then all that kind of stuff. That's just not a good use of my time, you know, and a lot of times they just don't have the business to give you and you don't know why you think it's going somewhere else. And with MMI and some of these other devices we have now, you can see if they have any business and where it's going. And a lot of the realtors just don't have that much business to give out. So if we can get whatever they have, we're cool with that. And, you know, if bigger agents can give us more, we can give them more back. And, you know, some agents we really like, we give them a little more than their fair share. And, you know, it all kind of works out. Hey, man, it's just like when you got the Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross lead, you control them, man. You get to decide who they go to. And, you know, I know you and I have talked about it a lot. Like it is disproportionate on the leads. You got a couple of realtors you work with that, you know, they close considerably higher. So get more. Yeah, I like the realtors where it's the TV show. You know, they look at three houses and they have to buy one by the end of the episode, uh -huh. uh, which is tougher in this market, but it can still get done. You got to just make some sacrifices on, on what they want in their dream home. Uh, other realtors, it's six months later and they just keep telling me how tight the market is and we have to pull those and, and reassign them sometimes. And we're transparent about that. It's like, hey, you know, these people are getting frustrated. They need to get into a house and whether that means, you know, you offer a little bit more or they're just, you know, know how to negotiate or position themselves or a lot of the prominent realtors, we see listing agents want to work with those prominent agents. You know, sometimes if you have a name out there in the realtor community that carries some weight. Yeah. You know, what, what I hear and what I've heard for years talking with you is just like the, there's, there's two big things. One, you know, Scott's been really great about identifying what he's good at and scaling it. And, and, and number two, like 
the first time home buyer market, I mean, you know, they're, they're okay going on the phone apps and all that stuff, but you know, there's a fair amount of deals that Scott has that I, that I have that, you know, the, it's not a 740 score with putting down 20%. And, and so like they need a little bit more hand holding. Well, the thing you know, with technology is you want to go from the online to the offline. You know, even the a dating app, I got married before dating apps got big, but some of my employees like you're online, but then you eventually have to meet them, you know, either for <laughs> dinner or drinks or something. That's the whole idea is not just to be online the whole time or, or you're getting catfished. The yeah. same thing with technology. So even millennials, they, they want to do a little research. They want to make sure you're real going to check your reviews, see who you are. But then this is confusing. It's a big deal. And they want to come meet and press the flesh and see your office and know that, you know, you're you have the warm and comforting, you know, uh, presentation and talk to them about, you know, how easy we can make it and stress free. And, and that's what they want. And so technology is not replacing this. So I know like Quicken Loans is a bad name. And I talked about that in Fort Lauderdale. But, you know, see what they do well and see if you can copy that and then do what they can't do. And that's being local, you know, so they can't be local. You know, they don't even text. They just send emails and call people like a hundred times a day from an out-of-town phone number. People don't like that. So call from your local area code, you know, whether this is a, a realtor lead or a lead you buy off the internet, just be local. Just be the regular, you know, person down the street that wants to help them get into a house. You know, and if you're looking in a different market or there, there's another market across the river uh, next to you, like you can go buy a number on Ring Central for 25 or 30 bucks a month. And, and so I'm in, I'm in Cincinnati. So I have Cincinnati phone numbers. I have Kentucky phone numbers. I've got a Dayton phone number. And so you just call people local. And it's amazing, especially if you're near a state line like I am and you are. You got to call from that other area code because they, they, they won't answer an out of towner. You know, so just be local, be in their community. I had some friends who moved to Montana a few years ago or a decade ago at this point. And the state of Montana's area code is 406. The whole state. And, and so they, they had to get uh, like at their, you know, I get a message a few months after they moved there and they're like, oh yeah, here, here's my new number. I'm like, why'd you change your number? And they're like, cause nobody would answer our calls. Yeah. <laughs> like they, they couldn't get the restaurant to, you know, the place to, for the disco order to answer their phone call with their out-of-state area code. I mean, even Google, you type anything in Google and it pops up near me. Yeah. Afterwards. Whether it's mortgage, restaurants, bicycle shops, it always says near me. You don't want someone 500 miles away. You want someone in your backyard that talks the way you do, that roots for the same, you know, sports teams that you do, that, you know, has the same accent or lack of accent that you do, depending on what part of the country you're in. That's what people want. Awesome, man. Well, friends, as you're thinking about this, remember, what are you good at? How do you pour fire on that? How do you scale that? And and what can you do to insulate yourself from your competition? You, you've got a lot of things here that Scott's talked about that he's doing. And uh, Scott, I appreciate you. As Thank always. you. It's been great. And guys, remember, check us out. Become nextlevello.com. You're missing out if you're not on this side. But hey, you know what? If we're not right for you, find your tribe, find your people, because I guarantee you when you find the right coaches, the right mentor and the right organization of other people, because as great as the coaches are in next level, the power of the group is infinitely greater. When you find your right people, uh, you'll do better. You'll be stronger and uh, and your business will be where you want it to be. Uh, Scott, thanks again. Peace out, y'all. Have an amazing rest of your week. Bye. Take care. Thanks.